All right, so we are the Smoking Jays. We're here to discuss relationships, marriage, and parenthood. Parenthood. A podcast about three guys, three chapters, three attitudes. Attitudes. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, we'll go with that. Um, we are back. I'd like to say better than ever. We're back and tireder than ever. Tired. Um, yes. Tireder. Yes. Amsley um, tired. <laughs> okay, take a nap and then fire some missiles. <laughs> um, so it is just Jared back in the. Not the hot seat, but the comfy couch. Um, and I'm here with Mr. Johnny G. Sir, good evening to you, and how are you today? Hola, baby. Que paso? <laughs> La biblioteca. No, no. Yes, I'm good, man. Um, very late tired. Um, it's, uh, it's been a crazy month. Mm. Um, you know, I don't even remember the last time we recorded. Uh, it feels like it was uh, eons ago, but um, busy season's kicking up for me, man. I got a lot going on, and um, I'm all strung out. Not on the good stuff, uh, mm. unfortunately. But uh, <laughs> yeah, man, life is uh, life's busy right now. How about you, old sale? Uh, yeah, yeah. Had uh, you know, work, work is work. Um, Works always Just work, a, man. Yeah, yeah. I noticed that. That's that's the one constant. Um, I will say, without delving into the specific details, um, that I can certainly do when I'm not behind the mic. Um, <clears throat> but basically, on my group of ten direct reports, um, I have two that have had issues with. We'll say that. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, no bueno. One of them, um, you know, whatever the circumstances were, whatever the issues were, life just had a funny way of working it out. And uh, he is now no longer working for the company and as such, no longer working for me. And as such, one down, one to go. <laughs> so half the headaches that you used to have. Correct. Correct. Gotcha. Um, and, and. I will admit, not even by my own doing, um, but uh, and and again, the uh, the story is interesting. So, yeah, it, it was interesting, uh, interesting circumstances. Um, it, it as I go back and look in retrospect. Um, yeah, he, he's had some outbursts on our morning calls and our conference calls and stuff. So clearly there is some sort of deeper seated issue. So I will say just as a general PSA, um, if you're finding that your temper is drastically shorter than any other time before you, and let's be honest with the, the way that the last two years has played out, no one can blame you for being stressed. No one can blame you for being short on patience, being 
quick to anger just because your body is just burnt. But get help. Talk to somebody. Get get yourself. I mean, if you're opposed to medication, talk to somebody. Find ways to to come back down. If you're not opposed to medication, get yourself medicated. Whatever the case is, um, violence and aggression towards yourself, towards others, towards children, towards pets, um, is not okay. So, just yeah. Um, so now that that's out of the way, um, ha- has there been any uh, any sports or other hobbies? going on in your life i know it's been very boring in that respect right um yeah it's super dull um not busy at all um i've had uh well let's see um racing season started april 2nd um we it was like a preliminary you know just kind of like uh what do you call it um I guess you could say they're like exhibition events, nothing crazy, like uh, specialty events to start the season. Uh, mm-hmm. One at our home track, one away. Um, Johnny wound up winning one of one race at our home track, finished second in his other class. So, uh, so that was great to start off the year. Um, then we went out to wall and he ran well. The crew chief screwed up the one race. I guess the right rear wheel wasn't tight and, so he had some uh, some issues with that um, after running do you, third. Do you know this crew chief? Because you should um, you should probably talk to him or her. I should talk to him. You know, you're right. Um, but yeah, so so I I kind of ruined one of those races for him. But all in all, he oh. ran well. And then this past uh, weekend, we ran our home track, our first point series race, and he had a respectable showing. He ran second in both classes uh, for a period of time. Um, he he had a mishap that you know had him go to the rear and then he worked his way back up finished fifth in the one race and then uh and the other he was running second till about five laps to go and the car started going away um i think maybe he started it was a little bit driver a little bit mechanical so um but all in all he ran well he finished ahead of where he started we started baseball um you know little league this a uh, couple weeks ago or a week and a half ago so We've had that. Um, uh, what else? He had a ba- he had a game tonight. He's doing really well. I mean, we we don't practice as much as I would like. Um, been a little busy, you know, um, with two other kids under the age of uh, twenty months. No. Um, so, but we've been um, you know we've been playing catch, get outside as much as we can. It's tough though. We've talked about this in the past. Like, you know, I, he's involved in so many. Well, he's only involved in baseball and racing, but those are very, like, to me, I have to be really involved in racing, obviously. Um, So I'm the only one that knows really how to work on the cars. Um, And then baseball, you know, his mom will play catch with him and stuff. But like, as far as teaching him the sport and the fundamentals of the game and, you know, all the the intricacies and the details and proper form, um, you know, I would be the one for that too. And so all these things are time consuming, you know, and it, and then, so like, I think about, well, if I'm spending all this time with him, what am I doing to, to like counteract that with Bella? Um, Bella this week did have um, parent observation week at dance class. So um, okay. I was able to go and, and sit in on her classes and watch her show off 
all the hard work she's been putting in, which has been amazing. Um, she's going to be performing in uh, Mary Poppins uh, musical recital thing here in June. Um, she's in four numbers, which is cool. Um, first time she'll ever be doing more than one dance in a in a show. So, uh, or well, I shouldn't say that. A couple of years last year, she had three numbers, but they weren't part of it. It was still COVID, so they were like recorded in a classroom kind of thing. Reduced. Um, um, so, you know, it's, it's been, it's been tough to balance that, but I've been trying to be as present as possible with older kids, but that has also taken away from my presence with the little kids, um, you know, and, and more so with helping Emily out with the little, little guy, um, cause she's home and baby's attached to her she's breastfeeding so like you know baby needs constant attention but then there's still walker who also needs constant attention um even though he's a little bit more independent you know he can he'll drink on his own he'll, he'll eat on his own he walks around he plays on his own occupies himself um but there are times where both of them need her at the same time and then that's where i come in but i haven't been able to be there as much as i need to be um, because of all the other shit. So could be difficult. Yeah. And, you know, we've had a couple of, um, knockdown drag them out type fights without the actual knockdown drag them out, um, physical part of it, but, you know, just, or so know, he says, yeah, you know, te- <laughs> tempers, tempers flaring, everybody's on edge, nobody's getting sleep. And then it's like, you know, I'm getting looked at, like, I'm not doing enough. And then I'm looking at her, like, what else could I possibly do? You know what I mean? Um, and I but feel it's like a matter that of goes back to not obviously not as much going back to the stress of the last two years as far as on the global scale, but the stress of the last two years of two children now new baby plus now new new baby um it it definitely brings in a very interesting dichotomy that i I will be full transparency. I may or may not have used you as an example once or twice on uh, <laughs> on why I could never do it again because I know my patient's level and or lack thereof, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. And to to have to still manage two and also then go ahead and balance two that are in I would argue, well, I'm sure many would argue that the most needy, clingy, difficult stage is possible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, um, there's a lot going on there for sure. Um, he's definitely needy, definitely clingy. He's got the, you know, the separation anxiety kicking in, um, or whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, you, I work from home. And Emily doesn't work right now. So um, he's around us all the time. So when I have to go outside to walk the dog, he freaks out. Um, If I'm leaving to go, just if I even just put my sweatshirt on, he knows I'm going outside uh, or he thinks I'm going outside. And then that means I'm leaving him. Um, So, you know, he'll cry for a hot second and he'll, he'll, he'll chill out, but um, it's the loud screeching, you know, and then oh. you know, he's teething on top of it. And he also is behind in the whole speech category. Like he can 
articulate through hand gestures and pointing and sounds with what he wants and what he needs. And we pretty much can figure it out. You know, hey, come show me. He'll show you. Hey, do this. He'll do it. Right. But like physically saying, I want or not even just I want like just juice or milk or hungry or, you know, anything like that. If you say, are you hungry? He'll be like, yeah, you know, but he won't tell you hungry. Um, and so I, I don't know. I've read that um, sometimes, you know, kids re- you know get to a point and then they regress, especially when there's another baby younger than them. Um, right. So like we had we had rid him of the binky for a period of a few weeks and now he's back on a binky, you know, it steals the little binky from little guy. Um, we had gotten him out of sleeping, um, in our, you know, in our bed at times. And then he was sleeping in his own bed. Um, but then he was still waking up in the middle of the night and had a hard time falling asleep with somebody. So now he like, he falls asleep on the couch and then we bring him to his bed. Um, so we're still transitioning with that. And, you know, we're kind of just doing it at our own pace um, because I try to get on a schedule. I try to do it like this, that, or whatever. And the way I've done it in the past, and I just figure, you know, I just feel like, you know, each kid's a little bit different, but um, man, he's, he's getting to a situation now where like he, if he wants something um, and he doesn't get it, he's fucking throwing tantrums and he's hitting and, and all that stuff. And, you know, I don't, know 100% how to deal with it other than, you know, tell him no when he's hitting, like, no, no hitting, constant reinforcement, Um, stop screaming, you know, I don't get to a point where I'm, like, I'll just let him fucking scream it out, like, all right, man, you, like, I'll tell him to stop, like, hey, no screaming or no yelling, but if he just screams back at me or he just wants to let it out, I'm like, all right, dude, whatever, you can sit there and scream all you want, I'm not, you do you, bro. Yeah, you know, kid wants to talk to cookies at eight o'clock in the morning. Um, nah, Jack, nah, bro. <laughs> you're not nah, bro. having chocolate chip cookies at eight o'clock in the morning. I don't care. Um, but then on the flip side, sometimes you know, you got to do what you got to do. Like, if he's you know, risking waking the other baby up that we just got to sleep and he needs something, so like, you know, sometimes you bend the rules and give in, but anytime you do that, I feel like it sets you back from the, the ultimate goal, you know. Mm. So it's a constant balancing act um, right now, which is being, you know, proven to be a little bit more difficult um, because you still have to maintain some sort of sanity and some sort of um, composure. And then you still want to try and get the little, little guy on a schedule um, and not disrupt his sleep and not disrupt those patterns. Um, It's just sometimes hard to put that focus on, on both of them at the same time time and then like going back to me you know i work from home which makes things a little easier but it's a perception thing like i'm home but i'm not present right i can't always jump at the you know drop of a dime or hat when one of the kids is crying or screaming i might be on a, a call or i might be in a meeting or i might have to make a couple calls like i have things you know that i need to do for work um but the perception, it's funny because I'm not always busy at work. There's sometimes where I'm working and I'm actually watching TV or like in the wintertime, it's really slow. I might actually be playing video games while I'm working. You know what I mean? Um, so like it's, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, she knows I'm home and she knows um, that I can help but I can't always help 
at the exact moments that she needs. And when I'm not there for that, that's what stresses her out. And then it's, you're not around or you're, you can't help me. And I'm like, but I am, and I can, I'm just at this particular moment, I can't, or in this particular situation, I might not have, um, but everything is right. also short-sighted, right? Because it doesn't matter what you did yesterday or the day before or last month. It's like, what are you doing? What for have me you now? done for me lately? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, what are you doing right now to, to help the problem right now? So, you know, it's an adjustment for me too, you know, because I'm also tired. I don't sleep through the night. I have slept in a separate room um, for most of the last month because she's been with the baby. Uh, she's been with Levi and I've been kind of managing Walker. Um, so I don't know, you know, she's got her sleepless nights and I have my sleepless nights, but we don't know the, how each other has uh-huh. been. Right. So then one morning I might wake up miserable or she might wake up miserable. And then, you know, we're just both in terrible moods and, you know, it just it all goes back to, you know, trying to understand and communicate, put yourself in the other person's shoes. But, um, yeah, we've, we've lashed out a couple of times the last week or two on each other about shit, just like, you know, what the fuck, like, you know, give me a break or put yourself in my shoes. And it goes both ways. Um, but the bottom line is, you know, as much as she's like just focusing on the baby and, you know, I know she's not working and whatever, there's still a lot that she's dealing with mentally. There's a lot of exhaustion there. She's dealing a lot with the baby. She's still managing getting the kids ready for school and all these other things. So like um, she's mentally frustrated and exhausted and I'm physically frustrated and exhausted. And so we're both just um, kind of surviving right now. But, um, you know, so just such as life. Well, I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, it doesn't always have to be, but for the most part, that's usually how it ends up playing out. Um, I was trying to make like some mental notes on some things. Uh, so I definitely agree with letting him scream it out. Um, I feel like we tried at one point to, I don't know, like minimize or something like, like you're definitely, your body initially says, Hey bro, you, you like, you don't, you don't want to just let him scream it out. Like that's kind of, that's being a bit bad parent, but then it's like, well, if, if the minute they even go, eh, you're right there. Mm. We talked about like self-soothing and things like that. So, okay. Um, the communication thing. So I feel like, I I honestly and truly feel like it was Michael. And it very well may not have been Michael. Um because I mean, again, going back that far, like my brain, I I don't know if you'd call it trauma, if you'd call it whatever you'd call it, but my brain just like flat out, it's like, no, you don't, you don't want to think about that. Like you you do, but like, trust me, you don't want to think about that anymore. Like that's uh, what's, what's the monkeys. It doesn't matter. It's in the past. past. So I, like I don't clearly remember, but I feel like Michael was the one who had like speech delays and which is ironic because now to just 
sound terrible, but to be quite blunt and honest, there's just times where it just doesn't shut the hell up. Um, but sign language, um, I, I, I understand that, you know, probably neither one of you are inherently fluent in sign language. Um, but I mean, neither was I, but there was <laughs> certain things that as it went, we would, we would learn like right. more please and thank you and hungry. Right. Right. So, I mean, even if his verbal speech is not there, you saying like, Hey buddy, you know, look more and you do the sign for more. Right. And I mean, obviously we all know that the kids absorb 150,000 times faster than we ever will. Yeah. Um, and I mean, sometimes for good, sometimes for really not good, but <laughs> like, you know, even if four times a week or, or three times a week, that saves you from an absolute meltdown. I feel like that's worth just going in and learning. And I mean, I think we've also talked about like the magic of YouTube and how, like what, what really can't you learn from YouTube anymore? So, right. you know, YouTube it look for um, like essential sign language for for toddlers or mm-hmm. you know uh, essential sign language for nonverbal toddlers. Like I feel like the more search phrases or search keys you put in there, the worse it's going to get. But yeah, like you no, know, essential true. sign language for toddlers and. I'm sure there's about a hundred different videos where you'll get, Hey, look, kids are at that age where they're getting there, but they're not quite there. These are the ones that are going to save you from absolutely throwing your spouse or significant under other through a brick wall. Right. And I mean, even if you use six of them, just a thought, I know James. No, that's, that's definitely a good thought, you know, um, it's something that helps, but you were saying with James, uh, I was just going to say James, I mean, James had the benefit of being in the daycare that was really diligent about that. Mm. So he, I mean, up until the point where he started talking, he was all over sign language, right? Please. Thank you. Like, so, I mean, he was very verbal, but right. Um, but he also that, was able to use those signals that help. Right in that interim, uh, uh, came along with you know he had his own interpretations, but there was like right. more. See, Walker's and, uh, uh, has come with points, and then his his finger curves. So you have to try to figure out where you got to follow the curve finger. You, you follow, you know, which way you're going, and you know the there's um. I mean, the, the sign language is definitely, is definitely key. Um, I, I know that when you verbally speak with Walker, he understands what you're saying and can kind of point out what he wants, but then there's times where he's just over the, over the top, you know, whether it's screaming or kicking or whatever. And so like, you know, he's at that stage, um, which, mm-hmm. you know, it's like between 18, 24 months, you know, this is where they, they kind of peak. Um, they start, kind of realizing that they're their own person and they want to, 
express how they feel, but they don't exactly know how, or they want to express what they want, but they don't know how, and then they get frustrated. And so that's how they lash out. So, I mean, I was actually doing a little bit of reading. Emily had sent me this link. Um, she subscribes to, to this site. So I want to give credit here, but it's, it's called loveevery.com, L-O-V-E-V-E-R-Y.com. So it's like two words together. Um, but, you know, they, they kind of confirm that, you know, between the 18 and 24 month point is when your kid can start acting out. Um, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're being good or bad or that you're doing anything good or bad, but it's, you know, trying to identify the reasons behind it. And so like, normally I'd have a lot of patience, right. And I would try to deal with it, but we're all on edge because of baby number, number four, number two, however you want to say it with the new one. Right. So like your fuse is a lot shorter, you know, but they, they, they say in this article, you know, well, what are the, some of the reasons that, you know, the, the, your kid might be doing this. It could be for el- empathy. Um, it could be for self-control, right. Um, it, it could be just for communication purposes. I mean, again, they can't express all their emotions. So in the heat of the moment, it's just, ah, fuck, you know, you know like, well, they don't say yeah. fuck, but they'll kick or they'll bite or whatever. So it's like, all right, well, gotcha. what can you do on your end? You know, sometimes, and I'm guilty of this now, like if I'm already on edge and Walker is having a moment and then he just takes it up a notch, you know, I'll raise my voice and I'll be like, Hey, you know, like if he hit, if I see him hit or if I see him like screaming, like the top of his lungs, I'll, I'll react with a quick, like a loud, Hey, you know, and, and maybe I'll say don't hit or no hitting. Right. But that's not exactly the productive way to go about it because then their interpretation of, how you react is, is, you know, like how you react is, is huge in terms of how they, how they perceive like that behavior or right. So like when they scream and you react with a scream that might scare them. Right. So then they react even more. Um, Or if you like, you know, you have some parents that like will grab the kid's arm and you might grab it a little too tight or, or a little too hard. And again, how 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 you do that then kind of triggers another reaction out of them. And it just kind of creates those bad habits. So, you know, they suggest, you know, remain calm, which obviously we all want to remain calm as much as, you know, you want to grab the kid's arm or scream at the top of your lungs or just tell the kid to shut the fuck up. Um, you can't, you know, it, it can backfire. Um, it says also they're not mature enough to to understand the whole, you know, do as I say, not as I do. Right. So it's like, you want them to stop screaming. So, but you scream at them, stop screaming, you know, like stop screaming, but don't, don't scream. Um, you know, like the way you're, you know, Uh, really bro. Yeah. So that's a kind of a double negative there, but, um, so you don't want to obviously behave that way. The key is really just to, to main, maintain calm, understand where they're coming from. Um, one of the things they suggest, obviously, is be firm but and clear, but also be loving in your response. So, you know, be soft. I, I take that as like, you know, don't be a little bitch, but, um, you know, don't coddle them per se. But you can be soft and stern without being loud and stern. You know what I mean? Um, and moving them away, which is something that I didn't even realize was in this article, but I have to do that with Walker. Like if he's in a situation where he's just having a moment, I'll pick him up and grab him and I'll go in a different room and I'll try to talk to him calmly. Um, this is when I've had enough sleep and I'm, I've got mm. patience. 
you know. <laughs> so I am very inconsistent in the in these um, behaviors. So it's something that I got to work on uh, myself. But I think it, the most important thing is just trying to understand what they're feeling you know, and validate what they're feeling. Like, even if like you as a parent don't necessarily accept that certain behavior, um, you can validate those feelings that caused it. Um, you know, so I don't know. It's, it's like the therapy thing. Like I could see that you're really mad right now. Like I don't buy into all that, like that exact reaction, you know, I can't, you know, but I tell like, you like, right listen, now, you buddy, come at me it. with that bullshit. I'm going to, flip <laughs> well, I mean, that's like this, the therapy version. Right. But like, for me, I might not say it in those exact words, but I'll be like, all right, bud. I know like, all right, all right. I know you're upset. It's okay. Like, let's, you know, let's calm down. Let's go over here. Let's play with your cars. I try to distract him. You know, he's really into race cars. Like he'll go to the track and watch the cars. He'll sit there and watch cars on TV. So if you, if you, and no matter what's happening, you want your race cars? You want to play race cars? You want to watch race cars on TV? And then and, and it's like, oh, what? Race cars? Ooh, piece of candy. Um, Shiny you know? Cool. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I don't know. That's just, you know, some bits and pieces. Um, it, it, Emily continues to tell me like that it's normal. Um, you know, these are normal behaviors and I get it. Um, I also just don't, and no matter how, I might, this is just a me belief. But no matter how young they are, I just don't, I don't feel they're ever too young to learn, right? So if they're acting out or lashing out, no matter how normal it is, he needs to know that it's not okay to hit or that it's not okay to yell, right? So I've got to kind of lay that on. It's how you lay it on, though, that they say is like, you know, is the key. Um, being more receptive, being more understanding, being more calm, um, not fighting fire with fire, basically. Uh So, um, so that's where we're at now. And, um, it's, it's been interesting. It's been a challenge. Um, but it also, it's just, it's a lot and it comes from all angles. Like, yes, you're dealing with the kids, um, but you're also dealing with each other as parents. And I don't know, maybe you went through this um, as well. I I think it's just important to, you know, maybe it's healthy to, to, to have a fucking knockdown drag them out every once in a while. Right. Um, You've got to get your frustrations out. Um, My biggest thing is I don't want to feel insignificant. I don't want to feel um, like my feelings aren't valid. Right. Um, I'm, you know, I'm trying real hard here too. don't make me feel like I'm not worthy or I'm not doing things enough or correctly or whatever. If there's something that you want more from me, like, let's speak about it. Right. Um, talk to me about it. Ask me. Um, we had a moment that at the racetrack, actually, um, this is past week, like the, apparently, Levi was crying and I, I think I knew he was crying, but he, he cries all the fucking time. So I just figured he was hungry or he was, she was changing his diaper or whatever. I was working on the race cars. We're outside. And then, um, Walker fell on the rocks and like split his lip open and I saw it, you know, and she, she had him and I looked to me like everything was under control just from, but I was talking to somebody else. I was distracted and I didn't, jump up and come save the day or help come save the day. Right. And so 
but I didn't know that that was like necessary at that time. Like maybe I was oblivious to it or just wasn't paying attention, whatever. And a few moments later, she came up and asked me like, you know, where um, Walker's pacifier was. And I said, oh, it's in the front seat of the truck. I answered her question. She gave me the dirtiest fucking look and like walked away. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, Am I, was I supposed to go get the binky at that? Like, I don't understand what just happened. Probably. <laughs> right? But to me, it's like, why not just come up to me and say, Hey, can you do me a favor and find Walker's binky? Sure. No problem. But like the whole, like asking me for one thing through like code messaging, you know, and then somehow I'm supposed to know yes. that that's what she wanted me to do, or I'm supposed to know that in that moment she needed help with the kids. And, and maybe I, no, not maybe. I could have probably been more aware, um, but I was also distracted with the things that I was doing. And while those things were not necessarily as important as taking care of my kids, I wasn't in the mind frame that that she needed help at that moment. Right. So my whole thing was like, just communicate with me. You don't need to give me the dirty looks or the sarcastic comments or make me feel like I'm not doing anything. Um, just let's talk about it. And I don't know. I guess eventually she saw my side and I saw her side. We agreed to disagree on certain things. And then, um, you know, it, it is what it is. She's probably never going to see it from my perspective and because she won't understand my perspective. And then I don't ever understand her perspective and what she's going through. But if we can communicate about it and if Correct. we can, if we can be understanding of each other's situations in the moment, and, and, you know, like, look, man, sometimes you're just going to have to tell me you need something. I, I like, even if it's obvious, you might have to tell me, Hey, I need you right now. Right. Because honestly, she's like fucking superwoman. You know, I don't like she handles shit, but she also gets stressed out really easily. And so if I'm not aware in the moment, um, it can go off the rails really quickly. So um, just me being aware, I think is going to help out and go a long way. Um, but ladies, and, and I'm not throwing Emily under the bus here, you know, by any means, because everything that she's doing is certainly difficult. I wouldn't want to fucking do it. Right. But I, t- I made a comment like in jest a couple weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago. Um, already I know you fucked up. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it was a joke, but like I was, I was fucking busy with work and getting Johnny's race cars ready. And I was driving the kids back and forth to school. It was was like a couple weeks after Levi was born. And so, you know, she's home and her routine is baby. Like, that's it. It's just baby, you know, get up, feed crying baby, um, put baby down 10 minutes later, change crying baby, 10 minutes later, rock crying baby, 10 minutes later, feed crying baby again, wash, rinse, repeat 24 seven right? For, for weeks. Um, I was having a rough day at work and she was having a rough day. And I had made a comment. I was like, man, I'd love to just, (laughs) I was like, man, I'd love to just sit on the couch and feed a baby and watch Netflix all day. I would absolutely like love it just for one day, but I didn't mean it. Like (laughs) I didn't mean it. Like that's all you do. That's how it came out. 
but I didn't mean it like, oh, all you do is just sit around in your fucking ass and feed a baby and watch Netflix and chill all day. But I said it like that as a joke, like, yeah, I'd love to watch Netflix and chill and feed a baby with my boob all day, you know, just just for a day. I'd love to have a break. But I meant it like in a way that like I'd like to not have to drive to dance and drive to baseball, wake up early with the kids and have to work and deal with the bullshit people I deal with every day at work. And then also worry about money and think about how the house is going to get clean or the bills are going to get paid or my dog who's wearing a diaper pissing on the carpet. Like there's a gazillion things that I'm, are going through in my mind, stressing me out as there are for her. Right. Mm-hmm. But, um, but that, but sometimes I get jealous, man, of like, I, I might be okay with, not sleeping completely through the night, but knowing that I, if I just feed the baby, right. Feed the baby when it cries, change the baby when it cries, hold the baby when it cries. And if I can sit in one space and do all those things while also watching like football all day, I think, I think for one day, that would be a nice change of pace from what I do on a daily basis. And that's all I meant by it. And she looked at me, like you motherfucker you think all i fucking do is sit on the couch and watch netflix all day i'm like no that's not what i meant um if so looks could kill if looks could kill yeah no she you would she have actually exploded she eviscerated me with her thoughts um yes. <laughs> in that moment but um no i'm not insensitive and i'm not oblivious to all the hard work and everything that goes into it because a lot of it like i said earlier is mental exhaustion um emotional exhaustion and you know not sleeping and then the crying baby and not just levi like there's still that walker aspect that you've got to remember is there and um so that's not lost on me i was just saying like you know i would like a break from my routine just as much as i think she would like a break from her routine i guarantee you if i told her she could drop everything and just go to work for a day and go run errands for the day and go food shopping and go to the bank. And she would fucking do it in a heartbeat because it's different from what she's dealing with now. Um, but, you know, my words <laughs> it just didn't come out right. You know, it, it is what it is. But what I wanted to say before that was. Um, and, and I don't mean to sound like a little bitch when I say this, but I think it's important that we all remember that, like, even though women bear the birthing of the child and all of that that comes with it thereafter and there's postpartum depression and and all that there is also postpartum depression for men it's different but it exists and I, i look i haven't done all the research and i haven't read all the blogs and i'm not an expert by any means but i can tell you from personal experience i go through my own shit you know afterwards with 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 the baby like there's my own level of worry and fear and um you know on a on a personal level, like, you know, am I going to connect with this kid the way I do with my other kids? Am I going to have the time to spend with this kid as much as my other kids? And what if I am spending more time with this kid than my other kids? You know, how's that going to affect them and how they feel? Like, how do I find the balance? And then there's the financial aspect of it. You know, am I going to be able to afford to provide and continue to do the things that we do with all our kids? Like, what happens when I have three kids that want to race cars? Can I, you know, like, I think about like my dad, we, I never raced cars when I was a kid. And I asked my dad why. And he's like, well, if I couldn't do it for all, I wasn't going to do it for any. And right. here's like, I have Johnny doing this really expensive hobby. And then I got two other sons in the wake. Okay. Even if I could afford to do that, now I'm spending all my time with my three boys 
And meanwhile, my daughter has grown up through her teenage years and what time did I spend with her? So there's just all these other thoughts and that, that you go through as, as a guy or as a father um, that are different and they can bring on those depressing feelings, the, the lack of, um, you know, the, the feeling of insignificance or the feeling of um, maybe not feeling worthy or not feeling fulfilled, or maybe feeling like you can't provide enough or do enough or be there enough. Um, so to the ladies, I just ask, you know, keep, keep that in mind. Like we understand that you're going through your shit. Um, but please understand we're going through our shit too. And so when you're in this partnership, marriage, uh, engagement, domestic partnership, whatever it might be like, just, it's important for both parties to understand each other and where they're all coming from. Um, and communicate that's, that's, that's my, my takeaways from the last week or so. And I, I will even go so far as to add, um, yeah, to, to add to your prior point, not that women don't work hard at home or work hard at work or whatever, insert, you know, assorted thing here. Um, but statistically speaking, and I'll blame it on statistics because fuck it, because I can. Because what else? Uh, (laughs) Right. Statistically speaking, men have a tendency to spend a vastly higher number of hours at work. Okay. No disagreement from the crowd. I'm going to continue as so case in point. Okay. We had, we had a very busy day today. Um, and we have all kinds of people coming for visits tomorrow. Um, a few of them were already at the building today. So we have all these people coming. So naturally in true corporate life fashion, we have to bend over backwards to do all this excess crap and get the place ready and go over plans and who's going to do what. And just to me, it's a load of unnecessary items because at the end of the day, these people are then going to pack up their stuff. They're going to move on to their next stop. And 70 to 80% of what we do tomorrow will be completely forgotten. Right. But but the stress involved with that and the worry and the angst and the impression and you the, want to leave on them. Not leaving the office until almost 6 o'clock at night when I've been there since 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. And knowing that not only was I there at 7 a.m. and I stayed till almost six o'clock, but I have to be in preparation for these people coming tomorrow morning. I have to be at the building by like 630 tomorrow. Right. So and it's not like when I was in the one location where it's 15 minutes away. This is a location that's. 35 to 45 minutes away. So now I'm having to leave the house tomorrow by like 5:45. So I need yeah. to wake the kids up earlier, like a half hour earlier to make sure that they have done enough of their morning routine that I can be a part of to make sure that I'm not dumping it all on her. Right. 
and and i mean i'm i'm leaving work today and i'm thinking like fuck like i'm not leaving till almost six o'clock i'm going home the kids will be you know i'll get home by 6 30 which is about right um and within like two hours the kids will be basically reading a book and going to bed mm-hmm. and it's like I, I've essentially spent like no time with them today. Right. I don't know. I, I, and it I, sucks. I don't, I don't want a pity party. I don't want sympathy. I don't want any of that. Just maybe a piece of consideration of like, Hey, as shitty as it is that you were not getting home till much later and how, you know, I was not really able to contribute much look at it from the other side of it that yeah okay i wasn't able to help with certain items of the day and thank god that today worked out to be a lighter day no karate no baseball no this no that mm-hmm. but maybe i actually like wanted to be home to see the kids right maybe. well that's what i think like it is important to you know just have that understanding that mutual understanding because you know in a, in a relationship sometimes one is going to have to pick up the slack more than the other um and I, I think most people get that, but I don't think a lot of people follow through with it. And there's a, I don't know how to exactly put it into words. I'm going to try, but there's, there's, there's something to be said for what you went through today. Like you might not express how you felt verbally or through you, through your actions, but that entire car ride home where, you know, you're not getting home until X amount of time, it's wearing on you that. I'm not going to spend any time with my kids today, or I put extra on my wife today, or I put, you know, so much time into work and I didn't get things done around the house that I needed to today. Right. So it, it, it's already wearing on you. Now you come home and maybe you don't visually uh, express that. Right. Um, but it doesn't mean that you didn't think about it. It doesn't mean it's not concerning Correct. to you or that you're not feeling it. Right. So it's unfair if the other party involved assumes that you either don't care or that you felt that um, it was okay to just dump it on them. Like there's a, there's a different perception there. And I don't know, I think, you know, it's, we're all taught to communicate and share our feelings, but like when a guy shares his feelings, when the guy says that he's upset about this or feeling down about that, it's just looked at. Right. You know, you little pussy or whatever. It's just looked at differently or, or, you know, man up, grow a set, whatever, deal with it, suck it up. But like, we are sucking it up. We are dealing with it. It's just, it's not out there um, for everybody to hear or see all the time. Um, look, I mean, I, it is, I know how extremely difficult it is to get things done around the house when you have two, two little babies. Like I can't get dishes done a lot of the times, like we don't have a dishwasher in this place. So everything's by hand. And with four kids, um, half the week, you know, you make one dinner and like, boom, sinks overflowing and there's shit everywhere. Plus all the pots and the pans for what you cooked and to wash all that by hand could take an hour, which it's an hour that you are either giving up spending time with the kids or giving up spending time with your significant other or giving up helping your significant other or not getting something else done. Like, I mean, I could go on and on and on. I think you get the point, right? So, right. so what do you do? You don't do it, right? The garbage has got to go out. Ah, wait till tomorrow. You know, oh, the recycling is full. Ah, wait till tomorrow. Oh, the laundry's got to get done. Ah, I'll wait till tomorrow. But then, dude, these are all things that take time. And if 
one person is tied up doing whatever it is they're doing, whether it's Emily taking care of the babies or it's me working. If, if I'm working and she's taking care of the babies, who's taking care of everything else? So, Nobody. right. So then it, it just wears on both of us where like, okay, the second you have free time, it's in your mind. Like it's expected that, well, that these things need to get done. Well, what did you do all day? You know, well, I, well, I worked all day. Okay. But you worked in your office at home, you know, with your feet up in your shorts all day. Okay. Yes, true. But I was still working. Or, well, what did you do all day? You're, you're, you're in the same place. I saw you five hours ago on the couch with the baby. Like, but when I'm working and she's with the baby, I don't know that the baby didn't necessarily sleep for five hours or that she had a hell of a day with Walker. But then when the roles are reversed or somewhat reversed, you know, I can see how when you're taking care of two babies, it's impossible to get anything else done. So I'm understanding like our house fucking destroyed. Like we clean it and within hours, it's destroyed again. Yep. And it, it might take a week or two for us to get back on top of, of cleaning again, because by the time you're done, you're exhausted. And then you used all that free time that you had. And when I say all that free time, I mean all that little bit of free time. Hmm. And you didn't do anything to nurture your relationship. You didn't Correct. do anything to spend time with your kids. Um, and so that's just, you're pulled in so many different directions. And it's like, great, I spent time with the kids today, but I didn't get anything fucking done. Or I did all the laundry, I did all the dishes, I did all this. Oh shit, it's 7.30, kids got to shower and get to bed. I didn't spend any time with my kids today. My kids that I only see half the time because we're in a split family. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and that wears on me. So there's just, there's a lot that I think weighs on both parties that we don't always see. And I'm not saying we need to talk about every little detail about it, but I think it's just important for us to stop and take a minute and look through the other lens, right? Every once in a while and be like, all right, yeah, I could see where this person had a really rough fucking day, or I could see where, you know, this didn't get done and why, um, and trust me, dude, I don't expect Emily to do anything but just take care of, you know, what she's got to take care of, you know, like with, with Levi and, and as much as she can with Walker. And I try to do the rest, but the rest is a lot, you know, yeah. and, and, and even if it's not all physical things, it's the, you know, the mental things, um, you know, it's, and it's not a pissing match by any means, but like, there are days where like, I know she probably didn't get a good night's sleep. Like today is a great example. I got up at six 30 cause I set my alarm. I think she forgot to set her alarm. We had to get the kids to school. Um, well, I get up at six 30 automatically to try to help her. Cause usually she's the one to get the kids ready for school. But ever since Levi was born, you know, she's who knows what she's doing at six 30. She's either feeding him or she's sleeping today. She was sleeping. Um, so I, I let her sleep and we didn't discuss who was taking the kids to school. Um, I just wound up taking the kids to school, but doing that makes me a half hour late for work in the morning. Now this is busy season. So that half hour could mean $1,500 in sales or whatever. Right. And those are things that I don't talk about. I don't say like I was half hour late for work today. I missed out on X amount of money today, or my boss is going to, you know, be watching my, the amount of time I'm logged into the phone today, but these are things that I'm worried about that I'm thinking about. Right. And so when she gets up and she does her thing and then I come home and I go to work, it's just like, 
no big deal. But then, well, the kids got to get picked up from school and then we got to go to baseball practice and we still got to do this and we still got to do that. And it's like, today was pretty balanced, but there are days where like, you know, I might be doing a majority of those things and it takes, it, it takes a toll on you. Um, you know, so just understanding where the other one's coming from, uh, I think is, is, is important. I know I've said it a bunch of times, but, um, on the flip side of that, there are plenty of days where Emily, like today, later in the day, you know, she was taking care of most of the kids, both, both of the kids, most of the day, picked Johnny Bella up from school with, with both babies. Cause I was busy getting Johnny's race cars ready for the weekend. And, you know, she's, you know, trying to do this, try and get this ready and get that ready. And, you know, so, it, but she handled it, you know? So some days you just, you might need help. Some days you're okay. Um, but you got to communicate. I don't completely I don't beat, agree. Beat, beat the, beat the dead horse. I think we'll get the point. Um, it's just communicate. We've had a number of episodes on communication. So. Well, what I would like to do, what I would love to do since we, we do have, uh, well, I don't want to give it away, but we have we have well maybe a maybe a little marathon coming. Um I would like to do maybe a an upbeat sort of call it a brag session. Um okay. maybe we could maybe we could bully this supposed third man in the booth. I know we had a third man in the booth. I feel yeah, like Yeah, I mean isn't it on our intro like three guys, three chapters? Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I just, for the life of me, I can't seem to remember who number three was because <laughs> yeah, it's been so long. That we're calling now, number three. Wow. Yeah. Well, when I remember his name, I'll, uh, I'll throw his name <laughs> out there instead of number three. Um, but would love to have, you know, like a upbeat brag session. Like, hey, let's just, let's just brag. I mean, you know, we, we got things. I know, I know I have a couple things, but I want to save it. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, would love to, would love to do that and would love to maybe delve a little more deeply into some items. Um, yeah, for sure. You know, he's got a lot going on, you know, made some changes um, you maybe. Know, with, with, uh, with the, with his life and his schedule and work and, and baby at home. Um, mm-hmm. we'd love to check in and see how, how that's going. Cause that is a, another, I guess you could say stage or, um, chapter or, you know, a chapter that, you know, one of us is in that, uh, we can certainly uh, dive into. Well, we'll make that happen. Don't worry. I, I oh. told him the other day, I was talking on the phone. You know, just to come on maybe for a segment, a little 15 minutes, a little cameo, um, just to kind of spice it up a little bit. Um, we did a good job tonight keeping things on the rails, but most of the time when we go off the rails, he's the one that's got to be bringing us back in. So um like to get that, you know, a little bit of that continuity back. But uh, even if it's for a few, you know, surprise uh, segments, but we got to get back to our identity here. Yeah, seriously. I, I get that, you know, life is, life has to take the front seat, but if you let life get you too serious, sometimes it'll just, um, well, that said, 
um, we'll we'll keep it we'll keep it light and and sweet, light and sweet, short and sweet, light short and sweet, sweet is coffee, short yeah. and sweet sounds a little better. Yeah. Uh, we'll keep it short and sweet for this one. Um, we hope you're all doing well, um, enjoying the extended hours of sunlight every day, which I know I am. I'm fucking loving that. Um, yeah, it's it's getting nice. I just wish the temperatures would would like match coin, coincide with that you know yeah really it's like oh it's sunny longer except it's still 40 oh dude did i tell you i forgot i probably forgot to tell you i told you my 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 penis was in a guinness book of world records right was it tell me more well it was but then the librarian told me to take it out You know, I was going to, I was actually, you can edit, you can totally edit that one. Oh, hundred percent. I'm going to put that in there. Um, (laughs) I was actually going to say we need to do a technology segment because did you hear about like the latest advancement with hearing impaired, like helping hear impaired people? No, No, neither did they. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We need more of those. So, um, on that note, folks, ladies, gentlemen, um, please stop by the Instagram, uh, checking out the Smoke and Jays podcast Instagram page, which will be available in the description of the episode, along with the Linktree link in the link below the link um, that will give you all the information you need to know about not only the Smoke and Jays, but also the Fourth Wall Pop Network um, and about all the interesting stuff we have coming up. Um, including subscriptions two ninety nine, the cost of probably at this point, the way inflation goes like a shot of coffee um, that, once a if... month. Yeah, exactly. If that uh, less than the cost of a gallon of gas a month, you can help support the network, which gives us the flexibility and creative license to Make better content, make, make bigger content, make more content for you. So check that out while you're at it. Um, do check out all of our other shows here on the Fourth Wall Pop Network. Um, some changes coming around with that, but you'll see. Um, coincidentally, I think in like a week and a day, uh, there may be a new show coming. I'm just going to have to check it out to see. Um, All right. But until then, uh, don't play or hate, congratulate, and all of us so communicate. Um, I am just Jared. I am Johnny G. Any last thoughts before we go? Love thyself. But not in public because you can get arrested for that. Yes, yes. And downward dog. I, I don't know. I don't know why I reckon. Nope, I had a. I, mm, nope, not gonna <laughs> suck me in on that one. Well, folks, till next time, we bid you good evening. Okay.